A sutra of the heart of transcendent knowledge. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called profound illumination. And at the same time, noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way, he saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of a family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics, there is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease, decrease. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye datu, up to no mind datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. The Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. And the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and noble Abhulgateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs> Oh, 
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love. And let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Jodan, 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 Jodan,
ตมาตุลาริจบอดนมากะชุดาลาจิซาวาชินเนเตบิจุนเตเนลุจิดาเจเรมานีเตเนลุจิดาเจเรมาตะลาเตยตะลาจิบเลเบชุกุอะเนบ
I'm sorry, the, the training the mind, the stages of the passion are in common with beings of small capacity. The so that first category under that heading, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity has two categories. Uh, developing the state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives, uh, and then secondly, relying on a means or a method of achieving happiness in one's next life. So when we go to that second category, uh, relying on a means or relying on a method for achieving happiness in one's next life, uh, we then find two major categories. Uh, first, refuge, uh, the entrance or gateway into the instruction, and secondly, developing faith and conviction in karma and its results. So the first category of rep going for refuge uh, is explained by way of four points. First, uh, the causes uh, for going for refuge. Second, based on that, uh, the objects to which you go for refuge. Two, Third, how to go for refuge, and then fourth, uh, the precepts or advices related to refuge. So we've uh, now arrived at that section on the precepts or advices related to refuge, uh, and there are two specific ways of explaining it. So there's the way of explaining it uh, that's related to the compendium of determinations, uh, and then secondly, the way of explaining it related to the oral tradition. So we're in the section, uh, in that second point of the oral tradition, uh, and then there are general precepts and uh, specific precepts. Uh, so now uh, we're in the specific uh, uh, section. The, the, uh, the, let me just double check that. Deekson. I'm sorry, we're in the, the, the general section. Deekson. <coughs> Jesus uh, so, uh, on page 196 uh, in the English, uh, as I've said before, it's separated out into an outline form uh, under the general precept section, where in the Tibetan you just you find that it goes straight forward with the explanation of each of the six. Uh, so we find this added outline form uh, which Rinpoche uh, is going through right now. So there are six general precepts, or six precepts that are in common. Uh, so the first is, by recalling the distinctions and good qualities of the three jewels, uh, go for refuge again and again. Second, by recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them constantly and offer the first portion of your food and drink. Third, establish other living beings in this practice by considering them with compassion. 
Fourth, whatever activity you engage in and whatever your purpose, make offerings and supplications to the three jewels, forsaking any other worldly methods. Fifth, after you have understood the benefits, go for refuge three times in the day and three times at night. And number six, uh, maintain your refuge and do not forsake the three jewels, even in jest or if it costs your life. So these are the six uh, general precepts, uh, and then the explanation will, will come uh, one by one. ตัวตัวมุกลาจะตัวมุกลาจะทุกนันตามเตียงบ่อันเนี่ยตัวมุกลาจะละทุเลคนจูซุนจิเชบะตานเนี่ยเตจิสุเตเบยันเนี่ย
so it's because of this uh, that we recognize the kindness of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, because it is in dependence upon them that we are able to engage in virtue. Uh, so this is why uh, it says within this advice to offer the first portion of our food and drink. Uh, because we're constantly engaging in food and drink, so therefore it will be of great benefit uh, because we're making these offerings constantly. Uh, so uh, th- then we find a quote uh, from the King of Concentration Sutra uh, that supports this point that says, Though they obtain food due to the Buddha's merit, the childish uh, do not repay their kindness. Uh, so all of the, the food and drinks, uh, all of the thing, excellent things that we obtain are a result of the Buddha's kindness uh, because they are dependent upon virtue uh, and which depends upon the Buddha. <laughs> Chubashawa,大。Chubashawa是大,我就看出过大,三十个人都能。Chubashawa,大。Chubashawa是大,我就看出过大,三十个人都能。Chubashawa,大。Chubashawa是大,我就看出过大,三十个人都能。Chubash
at Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary uh, on uh, how the types of offerings and so forth, they come up with, uh, thir- he comes has 13 different types uh, of offering that one can find contained within uh, this section. Uh, so it begins with the continuous offering, and uh, or constant offering, uh, which this first one would fall categorically under, um, constantly offering uh, the first portion of food. Uh, and then the second category, actions of offering, uh, and then attitudes and so forth. So we've completed, the, we've looked at the point of constant offering, making an offering every time uh, with our food and drink, etc. Uh, and then uh, we get into, with regard to offerings in the Lamrim Chemo, uh, it says there are the actions of offering and the attitudes. So under the first section of actions of offering, uh, there are 10 points or 10 actions made. So when we look at this word action, uh, what it means uh, and related to offering. Uh, so when we look at, we can look at it in terms of action, agent, and object. Uh, so when we look at making an offering, uh, we would make an offering to the basis or the object, which would be the three jewels, or to uh, Buddha Shakyamuni's image. Uh, so uh, this would be the object of our offering. Uh, the action itself uh, is making the offering. And the agent is the doer, the one who is ma- the, um, making the offering itself. So the making of the offering, the actual uh, activity of the offering, uh, is the category of the actions of offering. So when we're looking at it in terms of action, agent, and object, uh, the action is, is the doing of the offering. Uh, so then uh, there are ten points that are made. Uh, and the first is offering to the Buddhist body. It means offering to the actual Buddha's embodiment uh, uh, as a form or embodiment form. Uh, so uh, when we look at the ability, so this is act- making an actual offering uh, to uh, the Buddha's body. Now, in the, now these days, uh, because the Buddha uh, uh, isn't necessarily in our world, uh, we don't have the ability to do it directly. The beings who did were beings such as uh, Shariputra and Mugiputra and so forth. These beings could actually make an offering to the Buddha's body. Uh, but we can do so by making an offering to the uh, um, embodiment as a form, so a statue of, or an image of the, the Buddha, uh, and it would be categorically under this. Um, so then, uh, uh, then in the second is offerings to stupas. Uh, so it means offerings to the various stupas. There are many different stupas are around, uh, so it's making offerings to them. The third is offerings to a, a directly perceived object. Uh, um, so this is uh, when there is an actual uh, manifestation of the object of our, that we're offering to, to our sensory faculties. Uh, then we're, if we're actually seeing this object, then this is an offering to a directly perceived object. If we are, this is an object that we're not directly seeing, but we're imagining it, then this is an offering to a not directly perceived object, or here, offering to a non-perceived object. Um, so here, the, the, fir- the, the third point is directly perceived object, and then the, the other point is where there isn't a direct, directly perception, where one is imagining it or something. Uh, so these are the, the four, uh, first four 
So then offerings of wealth and service are offerings to a Buddha or his stupa consisting of gifts of clothing, food, bedding, seats, medicine, personal necessities, incense, aromatic powders and ointments, flower garlands, music and various types of lamps. There is also offering respectful speech, prostrations, uh, uh, rising before the other, hands joined together respectfully, a variety of praises, obeisance with your limbs and head touching the ground, and clockwise circumambulation. Moreover, inexhaustible gifts such as fields can be given, as well as offerings of jewels, earrings, bracelets, and the like. At least there are offerings of bells, silver coins, or spools of thread. Uh, so here, when we go back to, uh, there is also offering of respectful speech, uh, so being respectful, uh, um, uh, saying things quietly uh, in, in the presence of lamas and so forth, making prostrations, paying homage uh, to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, uh, to teachers and so forth. Uh, rising bef uh, before the other uh, when older uh, monks or uh, older people walk into the room that's when we or our teachers walk into the room we rise we stand up uh, this is a, uh, an offering uh, 
of, res uh, of, of respectful uh, body posture. And then hands joined together respectfully. So as Rinpoche showed, hands together in the form of prayer out of respect and a variety of, of praises. So making uh, various praises. The Buddha jewel is very wonderful. The Dharma jewel is wonderful. The Sangha jewel is wonderful. Uh, so these are the varieties of praises. Uh, obeisance with your limbs, making a physical prostration, either the Vinaya prostration, uh, which is called sometimes a semi-prostration, or the tantric prostration, which is sometimes called the full prostration. So this is the physical form of prostration. Uh, and then uh, and head touching on the ground with limbs, with your limbs and head touching on the ground. And it says clockwise circumambulation. So when we look at circumambulation, uh, in the sutra tradition, we find count that clockwise is the uh, way that we um, circumambulate. And when we look at the father tantras, we also find clockwise circumambulation. But the, the mother tantras, we found counterclockwise circumambulation. Uh, so we find a difference in the fa father and mother tantras, but the, uh, this is following the sutra tradition of clockwise circumambulation. Uh, and it says, um, um, uh, where are we? Circumambulation. And then it says, inexhaustible gifts such as fields can be given. Uh, so one can offer houses, one can offer uh, fields, entire, unowned, uh, entire places, entire areas. Uh, so all of these things can be offered, as well as offerings of jewels, earrings, bracelets, and the like, so jewelry. Uh, um, and at least there are offerings of bells, silver coins, and spools of thread. So spools of thread to make the various garlands and so forth, uh, uh, flower garlands that go around stupas and are used as decorative offerings. Uh, so this is what uh, is being spoken of here. Uh, so then uh, that completes that section. Then I... ダダナマカズゴレタジャチチョバマルベジャチチョバジャチチョバデタゴバレンドカズレレゲゲサンパデゴパネベンジュピチュパタンジュピチュパジュユレナツジェパデジェパデンジャチェワゴパ then Drupi Chupa Dan Gunenyomon. Drupi Chuba Chubarwa. Juba. Drupi Chuba Chubarwa. Drupi Drupi Chuba Ness. Drupi Chupa Jupa. Chubare. Gunenyomba Chempa Mayimbi Chupa Guba. Gunenyomo. Gunenyomo Mayimbi Chuba to Guba. Then Jepa Jachevi Chupa. That Jachi Chuba de Jepa. Jepa de Ta. ニャバトコトトガニャンドインサルバワレニアナニャバトコトタマンジュバニアジャナニャバトンドゥピデドンバデドンバロワデガナパタンドゥパガネネサンパガパタンドゥパロンギシャウチュパタンシェンシェンジ
So we're going to go back to the order. Yeah. The order in the book. Uh, so I said to Rinpoche, I went over it a, a bunch, and in looking at the English, uh, it's confusing the way that it's written. It doesn't. It looks like there is a separation between uh, in number six, where it is the uh, offering one helps others make. In the commentary, there is that. Furthermore. Uh, where it shows a combination of both. In the Tibetan, it can look like another category, another section. Uh, but Rinpoche is saying that it th thinks we should go back to the way it says in the English and that that is the correct order, uh, that that one is potentially contained. Uh, that number, The one that we posit is the next one is contained within number six. Uh, so it only throws the order off a little bit. Uh, so we're going to just go back to the order that we find in the great treatise. Uh, so let's just go quickly over it. Number one, offering to the body. Number two, offering to the stupa. Number three, offering to the directly perceived. Number four, offering to the not directly perceived. Number five, offering made by oneself. Number six, six offering one helps others to make. Number seven, seven, offering of wealth and service. And then now we're at number eight, the vast offering. So when we look at the commentaries, uh, they're not very uh, clear on these points. Uh, uh, ジャチジャチチバネ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ。ジャチジャチ
uh, seven types of offering that are made. Uh, first, we find, uh, uh, okay, I've got to go back to the part where I, I didn't read the part yet. I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, so now vast offerings, number eight. Vast offerings means offering of the above wealth and services over a long duration of time. So this is over many years, so over a long period of time. Uh, so this is a long duration. Furthermore, they have seven qualities, uh, being copious, uh, or, uh, excellent, uh, directly and not directly perceived, or both perceived and non-perceived, uh, uh, made by or done by oneself and others, uh, being offered with heartfelt delight, uh, and the next is uh, um, fervent aspiration or a fierce or a very serious form of aspiration that the word uh, uh, drapu can be translated as. Uh, and then, uh, and with the merit being dedicated to ver uh, perfect enlightenment. Uh, so it, the virtue that one is creating being dedicated to complete enlightenment. So those are the seven. <laughs> ตาตะเนตากุบะบะกุบะกุบะตัวตะกุบะกุนิญมุจิมายิมิชบะสุกุนิญมุจิมายิมิชบะเนเชซุตันปาเมตันเลลุเจนจิเชตุมุจุกิ
actually, I'm going to read the cat all the categories, and then I'll go back to the first. I think that makes more sense. Uh, so uh, number nine uh, has uh, um, the offerings not contaminated with afflictions have six qualities. Uh, the first is being manually by yourself with your own hands, not making others to do them out of contempt, carelessness, or laziness. Uh, the second is being done respectfully. Uh, the third is a, a, a mind. Uh, without distraction. Uh, so the, in the Tibet, in English it says without distraction. And we find that it's a mind that isn't distracted. Uh, free, uh, and then the next is uh, free of the afflictions and that they are not mixed with attachment and the like. Uh, number five is without the expectation of receiving wealth and service from kings and so on uh, who have faith in the Buddha. So the kings or uh, others with means who have faith in the Buddha. Uh, and then uh, number six, it's here it says proper material accompaniments. Um, in the Tibetan, I, I find it to say the concordant, con offerings that are concordant things, concordant things. Uh, and then uh, so uh, it, it says material proper, uh, maybe for, the pro uh, for concordant. Um, so the word proper may be concordant because uh, uh, tumbi, uh, tumba is concordant. Matumba is not concordant. So tumbi uh, uh, could be things that are concordant, offering things that are concordant, or uh, proper material accompaniments here in the, the English. So these are the six. So when we go back uh, to the first one, uh, doing it with one own, one's own hands, uh, and then not having it uh, mixed with afflictions. Uh, so here there are three afflictions that are mentioned. Contempt. Uh, so having contempt or disliked for the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, saying that there's no previous lives, they are no good, what their assertions are, are wrong, so having contempt for them. Uh, the second uh, word that's used uh, is um, uh, carelessness, or uh, literally a lack of conscientiousness, or non-existent conscientiousness. Uh, so uh, just being careless or not being uh, um, mindful and not caring about one's actions, uh, and then laziness, uh, um, just being lazy. Uh, um, and so it, these offerings shouldn't be mixed with any uh, among uh, these examples or other afflictions. Uh, okay. So if one makes an offering with one's own hand, but there is contempt, carelessness, or uh, um, laziness while one is doing it with one's own hand, then it still categorically falls under an offering possessing thoroughly afflicted and doesn't categorically fall under this type of offering, which is an offering not possessing the thoroughly afflicted. Uh, so here, if it is mixed, if even one does it with one's own hands, if it has any of these afflictions, then it doesn't categorically fall under, under this uh, um, qual uh, um, uh, quality of a non-contaminated offering. What 
The Tibetan, it's very complicated and, and, and broken up, and, it's, and because of that, we find things in the English that are turned a little bit. So uh, it's a very, very difficult section in, in, as far as the Tibetan words go and, and how it's presented. So let me just clarify that real quickly. Uh, and then, uh, numbers, when we go, to, so we, we went through number two respectfully, three without distraction, four uh, free of the afflictions and they are not mixed with attachment and the like. Five, without expectation of receiving wealth and service from kings and so on who have faith in the Buddha. And then number six, uh, concordant things. Or here it says proper material offerings. Uh, so proper material companies 
accompaniments include whatever is free of inappropriate things. So whatever is free from the non-concordant. So here this word inappropriate, they're translating the same word over and over again different with different words, but it's concordant. So there is something that's concordant, something that's not concordant. Uh, so here, inappropriate or appropriate, we can say maybe to make it you know, match up. So appropriate, concordant, inappropriate, not concordant. Uh, so it says, as well as proper acts such as anointing something with bala. So here, the way that I would read the English would seem like uh, these are proper offerings, but these are inappropriate under the inappropriate, not concordant category. So these things that are being mentioned here are not concordant offerings. So I'm going to go through them because we have a full commentary on it. So it says, uh, uh, Bala. Here it's medical ointment. Rinpoche is saying that Bala is something that with the dirt that they kind of make, it's in Tibet, and they put it on the walls like paint. And it makes it look nice, but it's dirt that they're using. Uh, so th this is, it says a medical ointment, but Bala, Rinpoche is saying is in Tibet, is this thing that they put on the walls like paint that's dirt. Uh, second, soaking something in clarified butter. Rinpoche says it's, it's washing something in clarified butter. If you use butter to clean something off, it's not clean, it's not cleansed. Uh, so it's not uh, appropriate to make an offering of. And then it says burning, burning a fragrant Google resin. Gukul resin. Rinpoche said that the, when you make the offering to the spirits on that plate, that's a guku, and that is inappropriate to use as an offering because it's been offered to the spirits. Uh, and then offering a white akra flower. <coughs> akra flower, Rinpoche is saying, is a poisonous flower. Uh, so it's a flower that has poison in it. So, so maybe it's saying you're offering it properly, but these things aren't a pro proper offerings. Even if you're offering these things properly, they aren't concordant offerings. So maybe would, if it read like that, uh, it would maybe, you know what I mean, not mislead the, you know, anyway, I'm just going to leave it at that. I think everybody understands. Uh, so these are, even if one offers these, these aren't appropriate. Uh, see, or these aren't concordant offerings um, because of the points just made. Two chana. Mm. Uh, so the, when we look at an, uh, a concordant offering, a concordant offering is that which is free from that which isn't concordant. Mm. And Shantu <laughs> 
so then it says, if you have neither prepared these offerings yourself nor requested them from others, you should delight. Uh, um, if you have neither prepared these offering materials yourself nor requested them from others, uh, you should delight in all appropriate things to the Tathagatas. Uh, that exists throughout the universe. Imagine them to be vast and pervasive and rejoice in others uh, offering them. Having made this great measureless offering, you will, with little difficulty, amass the accumulations necessary for attaining enlightenment. Strive constantly to do this with a contented, happy mind, as it says in the Cloud of Jewel Sutra and the Array of the Three Pledges. You can also give unowned flowers, fruit, trees, jewels, uh, and the like. Uh, so here it says, Rejoice in others' offering. Um, so Lama Tsongkhapa states that uh, the easiest uh, thing to do is rejoicing in what others have done, uh, but it uh, is easy to do, but creates a vast store of merit. Uh, so um, rejoicing in, in, in what others have done uh, is very simple to do, but it's very uh, great in purpose because it creates or you accumulate a vast amount of merit. Uh, so Lama Tsongkhapa is quoted as saying this, uh, and then... Uh, so, rejoicing in offerings that others have made uh, then uh, uh, falls into a, that category of the vast uh, store of merit. Uh, and we find that rejoice uh, in, in among the limbs of offering and the seven limbs. Uh, and then it says, uh, um, uh, you can offer unowned things. So, if you, aren't, if you don't have things that you yourself uh, can make offerings of, if you don't have material things, you can make mental offerings of all things unknown, such as the trees uh, uh, and the mountains uh, and the sky and the oceans and, and, and uh, ponds and so forth. Uh, so one can make uh, mental offerings uh, of all of these things. Uh, and it says uh, one should make offerings uh, to the Tathagatas that exist throughout the universe. So all of those, thus, the ones thus gone, all of the Tathagatas, uh, and, 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 make, and this is a measureless offering because one is uh, making uh, to the countless uh, ones thus gone. So this is, becomes a measureless offering. Uh, and then one, uh, if one uh, has, uh, isn't unable to offer things owned, then one can offer things uh, unowned. Uh, so we'll take a short break. <laughs> Quand tu t'entends, tu te sens que tu es un peu plus 
so then it says, uh, um, so we're going to just reread a little of it. I'll just, if you have neither prepared these offering materials yourself nor requested uh, them from others, you should delight in all appropriate offerings to the Tathagatas that exist uh, um, uh, throughout the universe. Imagine them to be vast and pervasive and rejoice in others' uh, offering of them. So the rejoicing part, making them vast and always doing them. So vast offerings, per pervasive every time, and then rejoicing in others. Having made this great measureless offering, you will, without little difficulty, amass the accumulations necessary for attaining enlightenment. So you'll uh, amass the accumulations of uh, uh, collection of merit. So that the, the, we look at the two accumulations in order to become a Buddha, the accumulation of merit uh, will be achieved by um, making these offerings in this way. It says, strive constantly to do this with a contented and happy mind, with a joyful mind, or a mind that takes pleasure in doing so. Uh, and then it says, as it says, uh, in, in the cloud of jewels, sutra and the ray of the three pledges, you can also give unowned flowers, fruit, trees, jewels, and the like. Uh, and then if we look at this word, unowned, uh, there are many things then that we can make offerings of if we look at things that are uh, in an unowned way. Uh, so we can make offerings of all of these different things. Yeah. Uh, so then there is a doubt. It says here you can uh, make offerings of unowned flowers, fruits, trees, jewels, and the like. Um, but then what if it's an owned flower? Then if we think of it in that perspective, uh, because it says uh, we can offer uh, in the Bechagare, the Longkane. So in the sixth uh, session, uh, guru Yoga, we find uh, making offerings of things owned and unowned and mountains and trees and flowers and so forth. So we find in the sixth session Guru Yoga, uh, um, in a sixth session Guru Yoga, uh, without specificity, we find this uh, in the uh, limb of offering section where there's offering of all of these things. So then a doubt arises. So if we're making offerings in our, uh, of uh, mental offerings of these things, that are owned, is this appropriate or not? So Rinpoche left it at that and said, then we have to think about this. And, and there's a little doubt that may occur uh, if these are appropriate or inappropriate, if they are owned things. Ruby 
Tsutin la Donsen Shibatan, Shanchu Jishudan, Shanchu Sudin Tudin Jirota, Pashin Sis Parbashantan, Ten Parbashan Tudin Pashintan, Dua Raju Major Pashin Tudan, Jenju Major Tuyu Mobaji, Mobaji la Gumbatan, Tumbasha Osa, Chubato, Jubichubato Teres, and then Nasu Tusa Tumbakadio by Inaya, Sagamandua. Ruby Chobane Tana Panju Tantuyan, Semenje dance, to Sotomba, Kaduba Yena, Tele, and Semenje not to I take Kaza. May I send you be Madame Marbe? What the Semenje to the Gungwaris? Then the Chuji Doja Duji Tanji Mataba, Saji Tanji Dugan. Chu Kujilamanjanjibi Kazakhstan's主要客人来聚会，看到北京和浙江的，到各大区，浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、浙江、
Dame said, Jimmy, Dame Tomel Jagomare, Rabarjan, Jigrejib. Less so. So, um, let me read this first. <laughs> uh, number 10. Uh, offerings uh, of practice entail recollecting the four immeasurables, the fourfold condensation of the teaching, and then we're going to skip this. This is in the Tibetan. This will be in the commentary. The three refuges. The perfections, admiring profound emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization, disciplining your mind uh, through the vows of ethical discipline, meditating on and striving uh, for the uh, factors of uh, enlightenment, the perfections, the four ways to gather disciples, all at least for as long as it takes to milk a cow. Um, uh, I was trying to find that also. Uh, but So here it begins with uh, recollecting the four immeasurables. So this is may all sentient beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all sentient beings be free from suffering. The causes of suffering. May all sentient beings never be separated from the happiness that knows no suffering. May all sentient beings abide in equanimity, free from attachment and aversion. And then it says the fourfold uh, condensation uh, of the teaching. Uh, so it, um, there are those that assert uh, that um, uh, all, uh, if one is Buddhist, uh, then the tenets will necessarily fall categorically. Uh, there are assertions that if one is Buddhist, then his or her tenet systems will uh, be uh, uh, fall into the, these this fourfold, or the four spheres, or the four uh, seals. It's sometimes translated as so. Uh, there are those who assert that uh, this is the qualification for it to be a Buddhist tenet. Um, it says all composite phenomena are impermanent, all contaminated things are miserable, all phenomena are selfless, uh, and nirvana is peace or bliss. Um, so when we look at the, uh, um, the assertions made by Jayan Sheba, uh, and then the assertions made by Penchen Sonandrapa, if I make an error here, I really apologize. Uh, I've never seen this before. Uh, so Jayan Sheba asserts that uh, if uh, um, one is a proponent of Buddhist tenets, uh, if one asserts among these seals uh, and is a proponent of uh, uh, establishment of selflessness. Um, and, and if we look at the interpretation of this, uh, this must be a very uh, coarse form of selflessness that uh, um, Jayan Sheva is asserting. Um, if we look at Penchen Sonandrapa's assertion, he recognizes the um, uh, assertion of a Vabashika system. Five of the uh, five of the among the eighteen divisions of the Vabashika system, five of them assert an established self. Uh, so uh, he uh, says that uh, the the definition of a proponent as Buddhist tenets is though is one who concurs with that which has been presented by the Buddha. Uh, so one who concurs with the presentation of the tenets that are presented by the Buddha is, if he agrees, if you agree with those tenets presented by the Buddha, uh, then one is a, a holder of the Buddhist tenets. Um, so, uh, and this is because of the schools within the Vabashika system where there is an assertion of, of self, and uh, not selflessness, but still a Buddhist tenet system. Uh, so, um, there might be more information that I might have missed. I apologize if I did. Um, but um, the, the main point here is that there are tenet systems within the four tenets of Vabashka, Satrantika, Chittamantra, and Madhyamaka. And in the, the Vabashka, the first tenet system that assert a self. And there are five, five uh, of the 18 divisions. Go ahead, Mamaji. 
so, but we can then uh, say that there are tenant system. I don't know how to translate this. There are Buddhist tenets that aren't Buddhist tenets. I don't know. Uh, there are Buddhist tenets that aren't Buddhist tenets assertions. Uh, so we could say that this could be a, 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 qual, uh, um, a, a reasonable sign to use to see if something is a Buddhist teaching. These four seals. Uh, so Rinpoche said if we were to look at a, uh, he said a, da, a seal, a sign, uh, to show whether it is a Buddhist tenet or not, we could use this as our, our factor to qualify it. Because there are assertions among the Buddhist tenets that are not the Buddha's assertions, or that are not uh, the true assertions of Buddhism, or, or something to, to that effect. And we're going back to the Vabashika school's uh, assertions of self, I, I believe. Uh, so, um, uh, so if we look at these four, the fourfold condensation of the teaching, we can say that it is a, a condensation of the teaching, and that this is a seal or a sign to prove that it's a Buddhist tenet if it upholds these four four things. Um, but Rinpoche was just giving an aside uh, with some of the other scholars, Jamin Sheba and Penchen Son. Jamin Sheba is a, a, a great textbook writer and, and Penchen Son Andrapa as well. Jayan Sheba is Drepung Gomong, Penchen Son Andrapa is Drepung Losa Ling and, and Ganin Sharze. Translators note. <laughs> So then it says the three refuges. I take refuge <coughs> to the Dharma and the Sangha. So the three jewels of refuge. That's the next point after the condensation of the teaching. Okay, Tuche. <laughs> um, so then it says, and the perfections. Uh, so uh, Rimache previously mentioned the six perfections, the uh, ten perfections. And if we look at the word perfection, there is, resultant, there is causal perfection uh, and resultant perfection. So causal perfection is necessarily among the bodhisattva paths. Causal perfection and bodhisattva paths are synonymous. If it is a bodhisattva path, it is a causal perfection. If it is a causal perfection, it is a bodhisattva path. Uh, so these two topics are synonymous. Um, and resultant uh, perfection is necessarily a Buddhist path. 
Um, so uh, then, then we can say that the resultant perfection, the result of perfection is the Buddha, the pathways within the Buddha's continuum. Uh, so then when we look at the uh, mantra, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha, that uh, implicitly is referring to the five, five paths, uh, the Teata Om Gate Gate Parasangate, I'm sorry, these four paths of accumulation, preparation, seeing, and meditation fall categorically uh, under the um, uh, causal perfection, which are the bodhisattva's path. And then bodhisoha, which is referring to the path of no more learning, is referring to the Buddha paths. Uh, so the resultant perfection. So causal perfection, the bodhisattva paths, uh, the first of the, among the four pa- of the five paths, and then resultant perfection being the path of no more learning, which is the path within the continuum of the Buddha, the result of the, per- the perfected result. Or, right. Result that is perfection, if you will, you know, the Buddha paths. <laughs> So, so when we look at the various five paths, the hearer's paths, the five paths of the solitary realizer's paths, we can say they are paths, but they are not causal uh, perfection. Uh, because if it's causal perfection, it has to be among the bodhisattva paths. Just to note, hearers and solitary realizers are under the Hinayana category. Uh, the bodhisattva is the Mahayana category. It has to be bodhisattva path, Mahayana path, in order for it to be causal perfection, because perf- that perfection is loaded with the, the the great vehicle. Translator's note. I apologize. I just saw some faces were, uh, so I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. ตากาสุกะตะตะกุนเนชเนตันคาตุงวะตะตุบะยินะมะตุบะทุนังกะตุนุเวยโรทุนังมะตุบะเนบะอะซิจิตุเนบะวะตะตะตุเวยโรอะ
the entire meaning of the Heart Sutra we find important now uh, within this. We find uh, um, the perfections, admiring profound emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization. So where is this fixing without conceptualization take place? We find that what, at the point where we have a union of calm abiding uh, and special insight, uh, after that we have a non-conceptual moment, which is direct perception uh, at the path of seeing. So a non-conceptual uh, realization of emptiness is a direct valid cognition of emptiness. So this is what is being spoken of and that's at the path of seeing where non-conceptualization related to emptiness uh, um, as a note <coughs> relying on a, um, a meaning generality or directly perceiving it. Uh, this happens at the point of uh, the path of seeing. Uh, so this without conceptualization, disciplining your mind through the vows of ethical discipline. So the, vow, the various vows that one can take uh, in the various ethical disciplines. So uh, abandoning the ten non-virtues, the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtues activities. Um, the one-day vow, the layperson's vow, uh, uh, the, uh, or a householder vow of a male and female, or any among the individual liberation vows and so forth. Uh, so here, this is the uh, ethical discipline, uh, meditating on and striving for the factors of enlightenment. Uh, so the factors of enlightenment, uh, we find there are 37, uh, and they're broken down into uh, categories. Let me just find the fourth chapter here. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Uh, he's, Rinpoche is saying this is going to be really hard to find right now uh, because the, perfe the perfection uh, is a very, very vast topic. Um, uh, so we can, I can easily, though, get them all into their categories maybe uh, and for next week or, or, or get it done without a problem. But it will require me to read Hari Bhadra's commentary right now in front of everyone uh, and try and find it all. So I think that I'll skip it. Uh, until next time. So there's 37 uh, factors of enlightenment. Uh, uh, there are four for each truthful. Okay. Yeah, so it, it goes into uh, the different uh, means of it. The, all 37. It's right here. I just I don't want to take the time. So the Thailand uh, tradition and the Burmese tradition practice these 37 uh, factors of enlightenment quite readily. They they engage in this practice of the 37. So we can find all of the. I just want to look it up. We can find all of the uh, the Hinayana and Mahayana paths contained within these 37 aspects or factors of enlightenment. The 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 <laughs> I asked Rinpoche if I translated the 37, if he'd give us a teaching on the 37, out of the Abhisama Alamkara, and he said that the Dalai Lama has given many explanations of it, and I said, I would like you to give an explanation of it, and he said, we will look and see in the future, possibly we'll give an explanation of it. I just wanted to tell you what we were talking about. That's <laughs> talented. 
so these days we find that even the Thailand tradition and other traditions coming to His Holiness the Dalai Lama's teachings uh, for instruction, where previously we didn't see as many of them coming to the teachings. And then the Chinese Buddhists really have a, a, a quite a, an affinity for it, the Tibetan Buddhist tradition as well. Chinese Buddhist, Vietnamese, Japanese, Taiwanese, very similar. Because the, we, we find that it, with the, the, the tantric tradition presented within it, and they have an affinity for these teachings. We find the tantric tradition presented well in the, the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, and we find the affinities for these teachings. And then we find in the Chinese language we have even the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. So we'll find an uh, even greater understanding uh, throughout the traditions uh, increasing. This book is like an ocean. It is, a, is solid and is like an ocean of, of, of information. I, I myself don't understand it very well because of its, va its vast nature. How great, of, how great it is. <laughs> So then when we look at the, the, the Tibetan, the English, we're looking at English, uh, we find it curiously that there's perfections written twice. Uh, so we can uh, infer that they're speaking of causal perfection. Uh, so here we go through it. Uh, it says the three refuges, the three refuges of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And then the perfections, if we take it to, to mean what we're stating now, this is referring to the causal perfections, and then admiring profound emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization, non-conceptual realization of emptiness, disciplining one's mind through the vows of ethical discipline, meditating and striving on for the factors of enlightenment, through the 37 factors of enlightenment, the perfections, the resultant perfections, uh, and then the four ways to gather disciples. So uh, these for perfections is written twice, and we can assume that it's referring to the two types of perfections: causal perfection and resultant perfection. Resultant perfection. <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, the the Tamil 
Okay, so then, <clears throat> I just lost my page, one second. Uh, so then it says, uh, striving for the factors of the perfections. Uh, so once one has within uh, his or uh, her continuum uh, the six perfections, uh, so here it's... Uh, um, uh, um, uh, So once one has within his or her continuum these perfections, then one turns outwardly uh, to uh, um, gather disciples. Uh, so then uh, it talks about four ways of gathering disciples. Uh, first, uh, acting generously. Uh, second, speaking sweetly. Uh, third, uh, working for their benefit. And fourth, practicing what one preaches or engage, practicing one's own self. Uh, what one is stating. Uh, so here, uh, the four, I'll go over that again. So the perfections here are referring to, when we look at the causal and resultant perfections, these are the perfections that one is, is gaining within his or her continuum, and then outwardly gathering disciples by acting generously, speaking sweetly, uh, working for their benefit, and practicing what you preach. Chu Dodigen the Long Lasun. ラスメ、ね、ゲンヨマリヨマリ。ゴンゲメチ。ただ、どうあんごじ、どうあじてジンバチ。ラスメ。ラスメ。ラスメ。ラスメ。ラスメ。ラスメ。ラスメ。ラ
So here, I, I was trying to find this for a long time, this for as long as it takes to milk a cow. Uh, in the Tibetan that we have, uh, it seems to say, meditate on it with great effort, with a large amount of effort. So I can't, I, I, I don't know if there's another edition, um, uh, but it, I can't find the part about the cow. And I just asked Rinpoche, and uh, he, he went over the word tsumbao, and it's the tsunju, which is effort or perseverance, uh, and gomba is familiarize or meditate uh, or, or do this with great perseverance. Uh, um, so, okay. So, anyway. Tuchina. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Attitude. Okay. Uh, so it says then to make these ten types of offerings to the three jewels is to make a complete offering. Uh, so when we're looking at the 13 categories uh, that Jayan Sheba finds, we went over the uh, um, offering that is made always, or uh, um, pervasive or continuous offering, uh, and then the uh, offerings of action that we find the 10. Uh, categories of, um, and then uh, the next we find the uh, um, attitudes, um, so the attitudes of offering, uh, so the, the, maybe there are 13 points, maybe not types of offering Jaman Sheba makes, 13 points, uh, so the first is continuous offering, second is the op actions of offering, and then third, the attitudes, uh, and then it says the second aspect of offerings, the attitudes is as follows. <laughs> Shibi Sambanyiso, 
Tambul açıyoruz. Bu adı Şevi Sambatlı'nda. Çöp aşağıda Şevi Sambatlı'nda Tambul açıyoruz açıyoruz. Bungu deyim bak. So, so at first it says that there are two, it says with regard to offerings, so if we go back, with regard to offerings there are one, the actions of offering, and two, the attitudes. The actions of offering have ten categories, and then the attitudes of offering is the second aspect of offering which now we've arrived at. So the second aspect of offering, page 199 on the bottom, if anyone's trying to follow. <laughs> So to make these uh, ten types of offerings to the three jewels is to make a complete uh, offering. And then the second aspect of offerings is attitude. Conjunction Samba ソンジェシンジェイスシュメンガーシェネセンチェンギャクシュシジェラテネシディマボボゴシディセンチェンマイエンネねオッケーディーソンシェパセジェタチョクニャバタンスレッソテネオドンワレマトタラシンドコンニ
ਜੀਤਿਆਂ ਜੀਤਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਮੰਦੇ ਜੀਤਿਆਂ ਬਾਤ ਜੀਤਿਆਂ ਮਿਲਾ ਸੇ ਤੰਦਾ ਬੰਦਾ ਬਰੋਦਾ ਜੀਤਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਮੰਦੇ ਜੇ ਫਸੂ ਤਾਂ ਜੀ 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 ਹਿੰਦੂ ਜਾਬਾ ਕੋਜੂ ਸੰਬਦੇ ਜੀਤਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਮੰਦੇ ਫਸੂ ਸੁਬਾ ਤਾਂ ਜੀ ਜੀ ਹੀ ਜਾਂ ਤੋ ਸਾਲ ਤਾਂ ਹੀ ਨਾ ਉਹ ਤੇ ਚੋ ਬਿਲ ਗਾਵੀ ਗਾਵੀ ਉਮਰੇਸ ਹਾਂ ਬਹੁਤ ਚੋ ਬਹੁਤਾ ਤਤੂ ਦੀ ਬਰੇ ਸ਼ੇਵੀ ਸੰਬਦ ਹੈ ਦੁਆ ਤਦਾ ਨੇ ਸ਼ਾਸਲ ਜੋ ਅਤਰ ਟਿਬਾਉਸ ਜਿਨ ਵਿਸੂ ਸੋ ਦੁਸਨਾ ਸੰਗ ਗਵਾ ਸ਼ਾਸਲ ਸੋ ਦੁਸ ਸ਼ਾਸਲ ਸੋ ਬਣਾ ਜੀ ਸਿੱਟੀ ਬਾਈ ਸੋ ਤੋ ਸੋ ਦੁਆ ਦੈਸ ਓਕੇ then if one has this accompanied attitude or it combines it with these attitudes then the offering becomes much much more grand it says if small offering to any of the three uh, jewels can render an immeasurable uh, result i just made it backwards but it's the same uh, so even a small offering uh, makes a, a very very large uh, result and then it said you should make offering with the thoughts that uh there are no higher field of good qualities uh, so there's no other field that has qualities that are higher than uh uh um 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 of of the three than the three jewels uh the next is there is no higher benefactor or uh um um uh, ben- one who benefits you could even say um uh um yeah so there is no no higher benefactor uh he is the best of all living beings the ri- question i was asking rimbache this word living beings is a translation of the word semchen which is sentient beings which buddha is not so that was my question if, why is he the highest of sentient beings if he's not a sentient being and rimbache said he's a well, if you look at the word semchen mind possessor he's a mi- possessor of a mind free of the obstructions to omniscience so he's the best of all those who possess minds um it, it's just a technical question i had i just wanted you to know what i was asking about uh and then number 4 he is extremely rare uh like a udumvara flower the udumvara flower is a flower that um came into the world uh at the time of the buddha uh and this is a flower that beautiful very fragrant flower that was uh in the world when the buddha was born it also arose and then when the buddha passed into nirvana the flower left the world uh so um this is what uh udumvara flower is uh it's a special flower that existed only at the time of uh, the buddha from his birth till nirvana in our world uh so it's showing the rarity of it 
Uh, and then fifth, since only one Buddha appears in a universe of three billion words, world system, he is the only one. Uh, so there aren't two Buddhas that appear when there's a Buddha appearing in the world system because it's not necessary. Uh, so uh, one Buddha is able to, to do everything. Uh, so this is the uh, fifth um, um, point that's made, or the, the, the fifth thought uh, that you're making, that there's only one that has to appear in these billions of world systems. Uh, and then the sixth is he is the foundation of all um, mundane and supermundane good. Uh, so the Buddha is the foundation of all these excellent qualities. So among the 13 we've gone through of Jayan Sheva's offering section, we've gone through the first three, the uh, continuous offerings, the offerings of action, and then the attitudes of offering. So that's where we currently are under the attitudes of offering. And uh, I'll try to um, get a list of, of those uh, 37 for everyone next week. Oh, yeah. And you'll be able to find them, too. You have, a, they're in a lot of texts, the 37 factors of enlightenment. Then, uh, so we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandraba to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Abulkateshvara Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Suji Rimachi Gutsi Shapi Denonang. And Sulam